and stay conservative, run the ball here on third down. Here's Richardson, he takes it in for his first NFL touchdown. And Pittman takes it inside the 20, the 10, towards the end zone, touchdown! On second and 28, the Colts capitalize Richardson to Pittman, 39 yards! Good evening, everybody. We are kicking with the crew. Uh, hope that everybody's weekend is going good. Um, not sure if Matt's going to be on with us or not. Uh, he has some family uh, emergency going on. And then uh, Zach and Trev are both out this weekend. But hope everybody's doing well. How you doing tonight, Damon? Good. Good. It's been a minute. We uh, we haven't had a double D show in what? About six months? We got one of our wildest debates last year Damn, uh, just me and you so uh, happy to be here happy to be back most of all but uh yeah i'm ready to talk about some Colts football man what's going on for real man it's great to be on i'm still sharing this around we get some viewers going look like we already got a few of our regulars probably in here um the first things first man uh let's start with the game the game colts uh losing to the saints the way everything went down um, how you feeling about last week and how things went? Um, uh, I think that it was a it was a very interesting game and something that we didn't talk about a lot this week that I thought about more was the start we got off to and how we finished. We were hot at the beginning of that game. Um, I mean, defense had a couple, you know, I feel like key errors, but uh, we were moving the ball down the field really well. Defense for the most part was doing okay. And then it's just like our feet got covered in concrete in that second half, uh, merely every key position. Um, I guess I can give you kind of both sides of the coin here where my head is at. We got to be more committed to running the ball flat out on offense. Um, I love I love uh, Coach Dykin's uh, game plan for the most part, but Jonathan Taylor looked very good. Like I think they said that, you know, he's nursing a little bit of an injury, uh, but even Zach Moss got pretty out of – out of cue in the offense and kind of with everything that Dykin stands for, which is kind of trying to pl- avoid playing behind the chains. It seemed that we were doing first, second and third down and we just can't do that. Uh, we're not built right now to be a throwing offense, whether we like it or not. Um, defensive side of the ball. I mean, I, I, I could kind of get into little bits and pieces everywhere. I think DeForest played really well, but outside of that edge wise, I didn't see a lot of pressure. Where is Samson Ebukum? Ebukum? Where's he been? We were, we were letting Yannick Ngakwe have it this time of the year last year, and he turned it on for us. So I'm kind of expecting the same from Samson, uh, considering that was a plug-and-play guy for us. Linebacking core, EJ, Zaire looked pretty good. Shaq, where you at? Secondary-wise, safety looked pretty good. I know that um, there's a couple of miscues on the safeties end when it came to a couple of them deep balls. But, um, I mean, corner, man, we, we kind of know we're going to go with this. I think we can have a whole episode talking about that. So... <laughs> That's, that's just kind of how it's going to be. Um, tying into Nathan's question right here, can we put Kenny Moore outside and let Tony Brown play his natural spot inside? No, because Kenny Moore is the one of the best slot corners in the league. Um, and that's, a, that's an edge I think you get on defense with having him out there. So I don't see the value in that because I think Kenny's is not built um, for being an outside corner. So, Yeah, man. Um... Yeah, it was just a, a, a lot to unpack as far as the way that game goes. Like, as we all sat here and said it last week, there was really nothing on that Saints team that scared us. 
and we still let something find a way to scare us. It, yeah. It's just it's, it's always just, something random with the calls. <laughs> yeah, like uh, no disrespect to Rashid Shahid, but come on, man. A hundred and what, 38 yards, I think he had, and two uh, touchdowns. 160, 158, 168. Oh, one of those three receptions, 168, two touchdowns. I mean, ridiculous, ridiculous stats to sit there and put up. Um, and then just going back to what you said about Samson, is this is the way that I've been feeling since um, the last couple weeks is, is what I was thinking when I was telling you guys. I was like, our defensive line has regressed. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. what happened? I mean, through the first four weeks, we, we were one of the best defensive lines in the league. With pressures. Just, yeah, and with sacks. Pressures, sacks, forced fumbles, and we have just not seen it. And the crazy part about it is when we went against uh, the Los Angeles Rams, their left tackle was getting beat to sleep, and, and we couldn't even take advantage of that message. Then we played the New Orleans Saints, and still, even after playing us, they're still one of the worst pass protection teams and we didn't even get to car we didn't even breathe on the guy um so that was been been two of the things so as much as we want to play or, or want to um play some blame on on our corners which absolutely need because there's just no way you can just let some of that stuff happen and then some of the things that i said about gus just like with the with the miscommunications continuing to keep happening um where's our pass rush this this it has to come back and yeah. And Grover being out is one of those things. That's there we go. That's that's detrimental yeah, too. But my, my frustration for this bro is so much deeper. It's the fact that for the last seven years with Ballard as a GM, we have put nearly every free agent, every bit of draft stock we've had into quote unquote building the trenches, and we're banged up on both ends of the side, both I mean both sides of the ball, offense and defensively. It's just oh. It gets me angry thinking about it. You know what I mean? We we've swung and missed on so many key additions to to build an interior, you know, defense defensive line. It's just it's ugly, man. <laughs> it's ugly. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just think it's one of those things where it's it's tough because it's like we we've seen it. You know, we've already seen this deal defensive line play well, and maybe we're missing pieces, maybe corners just a little bit. But it's one of those things where we just can't let this keep snowball. Like we gotta get back to, to what we do. Like like the, and the whole reason I think about it and bring it up is because of the fact that we face another uh weak offensive line this week. And if this team is another one of those where we just we can't uh take advantage of anything and beat this offensive line, we got a problem. Yeah, massive, so. massive. And then tying in like Josh's comment right here. First off, love the show, look forward to every week. But I think that offensively is in a good spot. Uh, do you think the draft and free agency should be mainly defensive? Josh, uh, I would say that there's been kind of a, a shock and, and change in everybody over the last couple of weeks. And I think we all kind of agree with you here. Um, I think that we have seen the defense, like DeMarco just said, regress, unfortunately, up front. But I would like to see some of that capital spent on, I would say, defensive pieces. My personal opinion, after drafting three rookie corners last year, if there's a so-called star out there or uh, I say B plus a minus guy that we can go sign. I think veteran presence is deeply needed at the cornerback. Brian Burns. Brian Burns. I'm talking about secondary. Back to back years, the Carolina Panthers having gotten rid of him at the trade deadline. Yeah. Haven't yeah. paid him. I think things. that uh, I mean I'm 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 not for I was just saying I'm not for drafting another rookie cornerback man at this point I 
I want a veteran, a B plus, a minus guy. You want to bring in another third or fourth round corner, that's fine with me. But we are extremely young and not experienced in that position. Receivers are only getting better. I promise you that. <laughs> so uh yeah, that's kind of my point. What do you think here, DeMarco? Um yeah, so uh first off, I just want to say appreciate you, Josh, uh, for for liking the show and coming in every week. Um I also think offense is good. Um, I, I, I haven't gotten to the point. I actually changed my name before we hopped on the show. Um, it was going to be thinking about the draft, but I ended up going with uh, Gus or the players because of the fact that, like Damon just said, we can bitch and moan about defensive coordinators and stuff like that all we want to. But at the end of the day, guys are on the field and playmakers make plays. So if you've got guys that can play football and be at the elite level, then, then your coaching is just gonna your coaching is just gonna look better because of the fact that you guys guys that can make plays. Um, so, like Damon said, um, I think personally, if I was to sit here and think about where we should go about draft or free agency, I personally want the Colts to go after a guy like Brian Burns um, and then go pick up a veteran corner such as uh, the Bears corner Jalen Johnson, um, who's pretty pissed off about um, not getting paid. And you see them just pay the pass rush. Massive extension. For, uh, Josh Sweat. So um, he could potentially be a free agent. Then you got Brian Burns, who would be unhappy. So, I mean, obviously those guys can get franchise tag. But, yeah, I think for, for defensively, I think you should go get out and go get some veterans um, that are playmakers, that are instant game changers to make differences because we already see what this offense can do. And bringing back Anthony Richardson, I mean, looking at our offense, I mean, as long as he can stay healthy, this 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 offense can easily average 40 if we're getting the ball back uh, um, from the defense. And then uh, what's up, Ashley? Seen it there. Uh, Mark Lane's just chiming in on, in on here. Seems like uh, there's always a QB setting records on our defense. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, that, it's, it, that, it's, I feel it's like that's ridiculous. been going on for 10, 15 years. Yeah, that's been going back since, uh, <laughs> since Peyton Manning days. <laughs> sometimes those, we won those games. Yeah, those have been going back to Peyton Manning days. I don't know if any of you guys remember, but Brandon Marshall went crazy and had his 21-catch game. Big Ben he, threw for like 600 yards on us, didn't yeah, he? With yeah. Andrew Luck. Yeah, so it's just been one of those things. But, uh, yeah, man, we'll see how, how it goes there. Um, but I think we definitely need to start um, improving. Yeah. Um, and, and and it's just I feel like it's we've got to fix this back end, uh, whatever the communication thing issue is, and it looks like we've been a revolving door at corner since since camp. So yeah, and I'm it's, it's tough to sit here and and want to consistently go at the DBs at the same time because if you look at our cornerbacks, we went from our starting two all the way back from March all the way down. Right now we're playing with practice squad guys at cornerback outside of Jalen Johnson who we drafted and then we still get no Juju Brents back so like me and Damon said from the jump I think this comes down to defensive line get back to putting pressure on the quarterback because if they can get back to pressuring the way that we thought that this team would then it'll solve a lot and those guys don't have to cover all day we don't have to worry about miscommunications if you're going off on um uh, on offensive lines and forcing them to throw. So that's that's what I think. Uh, um, so how do you feel about uh, our defense, or not our defense, our offense versus the New Orleans Saints defense? I know you mentioned something about we need to commit to the run, um, 
how we feel in there. I'm loving it. Uh, I mean, like, I'm, I'm loving the some of the play calls I saw. I, obviously, I think we're more committed to the running game there. We put ourselves in better positions. The turnovers are still killing us. You know what I mean? Um, but in my opinion, you know what I mean? Something I would like to see is us draw up Josh Downs open more. Like, I, I want to start seeing us call plays for him, get him open, because the guy's dynamic. I mean, I think that... I think that we, uh, we we have a lot more in the tank with him on the field than what we see every week. Um, I think there's a lot more there <laughs> than we could see. Um, but tight end group kind of showed up okay, not the best. Um, but like we've seen kind of so far this year is that every week is kind of called for a new tight end to get involved in the offense. Um, yeah. You know, we get those weeks where um, Will Mallory's in, Will Mallory's out. So – um, that's kind of how I feel about the offense. Uh, it, it's kind of a it's kind of a mind blowing thing to watch the quote unquote high scoring offense in the league consistently lose. You know what I mean? Um, or we, we just we can never put it all together for four quarters. It's just the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah, man, that's that's, that's one of those tough things. I honestly, it's like I think about the fourth quarter, the whole four, the fourth quarter thing, um, and it's just tough to continue scoring for fourth quarter. So, what I'm looking at here is our is our our pure point total. Like, if you look at what our defense did last year versus this year, it, we'd literally be about six and two or seven and one if our defense could do what they did last year to start that first half of the season. The problem is we're dead last in defense. We give up 28.9 points per game on defense. So when your offense has to sit there and keep depending upon um, um, like our backup quarterback and now more offensive linemen. So I don't know if everybody's heard out there, but Braden Smith is out and break fleet break. Freeland is also hurt and he is questionable to play tomorrow. So now we're questionable at right tackle. And Sam so, Tevy. <laughs> no, no, never again, never again. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's just one of those situations where it's like we have to sit there and keep revolving that offensive line out and depend upon this offense to score. Um, it's going to get troublesome for us. Luckily, we do have the Panthers, and they're not like the most high-scoring offense, you know, playing with a bad offensive line, rookie at quarterback. They don't have the most explosive weapons. Obviously, we're going to make somebody on that team look like a goddamn – a goat of our receivers um, just because that's what we do every Sunday. But um, I think this defensive line has to get back to what they were doing. They have to bring it up amongst themselves. Quiddy just hasn't been the same since the concussion uh, when he has to, had to miss that week. We're obviously down Grover um, to put pressure. We're going to need one of these defensive linemen um, to step up or defensive tackles to step up outside of DeForest Buckner because all it's been is pretty much, all right, we're just going to double defoe and we're going to chip your defensive ends. And it's can you get pressure after that? And guys are just running back past our yeah. our, our, our corners who can't communicate. Taven Bryant, not depending on that, you know. Yeah, so so we need Quiddy Pay to get back to what he was doing. We need Samson Samson Edwicum to get back to getting pressure on guys uh, the way he started. Um, yeah, man, it's just uh, one of those things where um, you want to see it be consistent, but. Um, Real quick to this comment here, Nathan is saying, so you don't get a lockdown corner first round, then go get a receiver from LSU neighbors. Uh, so, yeah, there's, I mean, there's plenty of receivers. I don't want to get too much into it because I still think we're in it. I, I don't think this is something that you can count us out. And the fact that we're sixth in scoring in the league 
if our defense can just get back to what they were doing uh, those first couple of weeks, the first month of the season, then we'll be all right. Um, but uh, it's just one of those things that, like, there's plenty of receivers to get. And like Damon said, we need veterans on this team at certain positions, and corner is going to be that one. We can't just keep depending upon Kenny Moore and wanting to ask to see if maybe he can move outside. I, it's just it's detrimental to your team. So we gotta we gotta figure out some other way to uh, get this going. Uh, NDZ TV, go Colts! Appreciate you. Uh, one of our newcomers, one of our favorite fan favorites here. Um, good day, lads. Our defensive line doesn't get pressure needed to help the defensive backs Not exactly. And so that's one of the things that we were talking about. These young corners, we gotta get more pressure back again with the defensive line. Um yeah, and then uh right here, Josh is saying agree with you. I think Alec Pierce is coming around, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm not totally out on Alec Pierce when I say receiver. I just think the fact that like we can't be one of these teams that are scared to just have stacked weapons. Like you look at some of these other teams that all oh, were making runs to the playoffs and, and Super Bowl runs and stuff like that. You know, I'd be I'd be really wrong to not think that we could have another receiver. I think Alec Pierce, like everything he catches is for a first down. So I think that's one of those things where we want that guy. We want to keep getting Josh Downs involved. Obviously, like I told you guys last week when Michael Pittman was upset, I don't know how many targets he had, but like I said, I was pretty sure he was going to have like 12 to 15. And if that number is pretty close to that, you guys can understand why. So um, just one of those things where, uh, you know, we want to we want to have more weapons. And then when AR comes back, we know what he can do to help this offensive line. So we just got to get back to this pass rush. And, and I mean, even if I go back to that draft comment, I wouldn't be too surprised if the Colts went and tried to get a top tier pass rusher. I mean, in the, I don't know if they do it in the draft or in free agency, but that's what I'm also thinking we need. We need to get that that Dwight Freeney or Robert Mathis um, back in the building. So. Uh, I think that's something that we need to be able to start closing games out. Hey, what's up, Caleb? Caleb White, welcome. Like a new commenter, uh, Bengals Nation for life. Appreciate you coming in to view us from, from the Cincinnati side. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. <clears throat> uh, Mark Wayne is saying, I do think if AR is playing, we win versus the Browns and the Saints. Um, Tough to say. I mean, so we gave up. We, of, yeah, you know, we, we gave up. We gave up thirty nine to Cleveland. We gave up thirty eight to New Orleans. It's tough to say that he wouldn't make a rookie mistake just because he still is a rookie, even though AR was playing very well. So I'm not trying to discredit that, um, but it's just tough to throw the the ifs in the stuff out there. But either way, like we said, our defense we we can't keep giving up 28, 29 points a game. It just we're just not going to win in this league that way and it only takes what one right tackle to be out for your offense to have a bad day so um like damon said we need to get back to ground and pound rdtb um oh, rtdb my bad um and, and and let jonathan taylor and and zach moss work and and run over these guys man we, we got to get back to running the ball yeah we uh Chris, I'm sorry, man, but we don't we don't purposely want to send players to a medical tent, man. That's just come on. Yeah, yeah, I, I just been kind of annoyed. That's now. yeah, we don't we we don't wish that upon anybody in any any form. Uh, hey, 
Okay, Willie, <laughs> they got us in another high-scoring out uh, output game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I saw um, the uh, the Horseshoe Mob podcast, uh, the one that Josh is in. Um, I thought it was pretty funny that uh, him and his crew they all did their gave their game prediction or whatever, and uh, they all had the Panthers predicted to be under twenty. And I said, that's bold of you guys to think that the Colts ain't going to give up more than 20. So, you know, I, I, I hope that could be the score. You got the number pretty closely. That that looks like what our numbers could be. We just need this defense to uh, play well, you know. Uh, hey, we got our guy Trev coming in here, um, commenting, saying no answers in the secondary, no adjustment from Gus. We give out free tickets to the end zone. We sure the hell do. That brings me to my next question, Damon. So as we've sat here and talked about it a bunch, um, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, what was I about to say? Uh, so just like my name says, what are we thinking about this? Because I've been on the, the separate spectrum of it, I mean, towards the end of the week, just because of the fact that I saw, you know, all our conversations from everything online and Twitter, even you guys in the group chat talking about it and whatnot. Some people give Ballard a pass and say, what is he supposed to do? Go out and sign some older cornerback like Casey Hayward, who's old and was hurt or whatever. But then people put it on Ballard. He shouldn't have put um, Tony Brown in that situation. And then you get the other third side of it where it's Tony Brown, you suck, you got burnt. What, what would be your opinion on this situation? Is it Gus? Or is it the players? Because as a player, you got to go out and make plays, do your job, and compete. And Gus, as a coach, you got to put your players in the best position to succeed and win. What, what, what you got on this take, man? I hate I hate saying this, but it's both. Like I hate I hate not being able to pinpoint one one aspect. You know what I mean? Because at the same time, you know what I mean. When you're thin at a position group, you have to be able to scheme up, and you have to be able to adjust. They, just like Dave just said, as I on cue as I said it, Gus has not adjusted, bro. Um, and we we lose these games dating back to the Eberflus era with this bend don't break defense. I mean, how many times have we seen a, a quarterback be able to get the ball between a linebacker and a safety for 15, 25 yards? I would say teams are more liable to convert a third and fifteen than a third and one against us consistently right it's kind of it's kind of mind-blowing to watch that but if we're going to go on the chris ballard end right like away from gus what do you do i mean i don't i i also get the aspect like why bring in a band-aid like casey hayward like what what is the what is the point of that you know what i mean but at the same time like and i'm y'all know i'm the one of the bigger chris ballard haters here I mean, how do you plan for Stephon Gilmore demanding a trade? Isaiah Rodgers gets caught gambling. Your rookie Juju Brents, your best rookie, blows his shoulder out. I mean, we got that's three cute, that's three CB ones. I realize that that's three number one corners that are gone for us at this point. So this this revolving door has a lot more to do with just Ballard and his quite a literal ability to get somebody. I mean, the man drafted three corners, man. Three, yeah. you know what I yeah. mean. So we're we're kind of we're kind of <laughs> making a, we're making men's what we have at this point. So it has to be both for me. Yeah. So uh, we got Trev coming in here. He said it's a mix of everyone. Ballard had to know we didn't have enough depth back there, though. Um, and we got uh, 
Dave's saying uh, Gus is still in the Legion of Boom mindset. We don't have those players yet. Nathan saying Ballard won't be back next year. He has done nothing in his seven years. And lastly, David saying it's on both. Gus needs to be flexible and also players need accountability. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Triff um, on this one. Um, I think it goes everywhere. And so this is one of those situations where I said that I thought that the Colts could be eight and nine on the season if everything was to go perfect for us. Eight nine if everything was to go perfect, <laughs> like and then absolutely nothing has went perfect. And what I mean by that is, is so when we want to put the blame around, it's like in my opinion, I think that like if you know, uh, we knew that Stephon Gilmore wanted out back in April, March or April when he requested his trade. So you trade him, boom, he's gone. Okay, then Isaiah Rogers. Didn't know about him gambling or whatever, but then you end up drafting three corners and you find out that he's getting suspended for gambling. Now you're down your two number ones and you still draft three corners. At that point in time, I think that's when Ballard has to address these issues. This has been the same thing with any position that we've dealt with Ballard that we always have to wait to see that fans will point out. So you go quarterback. He waited years to address it. Let's talk about Let's receiver first. Let's talk about receiver yeah, okay. first. Yeah, yeah. Let's go receiver. Uh, so uh, uh, T.Y. Hilton was retiring, um, uh, or not retiring, but he was pretty much on his way out. Yeah, we drafted Michael Pittman Jr., but we didn't try and add anybody. No, he was hurt at the end of that year, man. He was yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. We paid Our number one was Zach Pascal. For, for six weeks, Zach Pascal was our number one receiver. Our number two to Michael Harris. Exactly. And so we sat there and we waited on receiver, cornerback. We did the same thing with left tackle. Um, and then we ended up doing the same thing at cornerback. And so that's four times that we've seen the same thing. And, and you know what they say about uh, insanity. <laughs> He's repeating the same thing, expecting a different result. And that's what we've been doing. And then Ballard corrects it the final year. And so that's that that leap that I need him to take to get over because he has to start addressing it sooner. And so once Isaiah Rogers, you know he's going to be suspended for a year, you come in, you draft three corners, and then you have an undrafted guy, and you have another guy who's pretty much a rookie in Dallas Flowers, and then Baker's the undrafted guy that I'm mentioning. My bad for not saying names. That's not, that's not good of me. Um, but, yeah, so you go into the season with those guys, and you had time to still address corners. Then, and then everything else happens, and boom, we're back in a situation where we have no guys to play. Now, we get to Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley, your system has been crap. I, I'm, I'm just going. I'm just going to be honest about it. Let's use the word flawed. It's been flawed, completely it, flawed. It's, it's been flawed, and it's not working. We clearly do not have the pass rushers that are forcing quarterbacks to get the ball out of their hands and make bad decisions. It's got. We gotta get that fixed like it that that has got to change we we got to start protecting our players a little bit more um and, and and building a scheme that can protect them and and this is one of those things where i go back to like yeah we had a lot of guys that were down kind of rotating so we have the miscommunications it's just another situation where things do not go perfect for the colts to be able to help fix because 
when you got rookie guys and you got guys rotating, we have these communications. So it's another thing that goes in with Gus in the, just a bad situation for us to be in, to not have the communication. But at the end of the day, I need you to be the defensive coordinator that's going to put guys in position to do better. Like we got to start protecting these guys, you know, um, maybe send more blitzes, you know, mix up the coverage, mix up the fronts. You got you to gotta start working some of that through um, to start figuring out better positions to put guys in. And then lastly, on the players. At the end of the day, players got to go out and make plays, and, and we, don't, like, we don't have the guys that are making those plays. And that a little bit goes back to Ballard. But if you're on the field, you're a pro-level guy, you got to go out and make plays. So where I would personally put the blame at this point in time, I'm putting it on Ballard. Just because of the fact that, you know, you can try and go make more additions or something, try and do something to, to make a little bit of change. But it's just we got the perfect storm that always comes against us. It's just one thing after another. Something just always hits us, and we are definitely, I feel like we are definitely cursed. It's one of those teams that just something, stuff always gets in the way. Marcus saying it's on Gus all the way. Players are leaving because they never see any real change. I also pit a lot of this on Ursay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can put a combination of, of that in the free agency aspect too. Completely. You know what I mean? Remember Funches. Ashley, I do, because he went for like 85 yards and three quarters against the Chargers and blew his shoulder. His rotator cuff. Yeah, rotator shoulder. cuff down was out for the whole season. Done. Never got him back. It's a reason why no big name defensive guys don't want to come here because of Gus. I mean, I, I doubt that's why, because you can get big big name guys for money and whatnot. But it's just we haven't been in a stable position for guys to just want to come. So yeah, it's not like it's not like we didn't bring Stephon Gilmore in here. It's not like we didn't trade for Yannick Ndakwe. So that's why I'm not saying I'm putting it all on Ballard because um, that's another one of those things that Ballard has shown that if we're ready to win and compete, that he will most certainly go out and get guys. And so just uh, it's a tough one. Um, Why don't we play Amir Speed? Because he's not just, there he than just, anybody he, we he, have. He just got there. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, he was already <laughs> – He's already I mean, a practice squad. Yeah, I mean, he was he was already a practice squad guy. He barely just got there, and so he's still in the street clothes. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, he's just not ready yet. Um, right, but what did Gus do? Chase Gilmore away. I don't want to uh, say so that's on, that on Gus. I don't want to say yeah, that's on not, Gus. That's not that's, Yeah, that's not on Gus. I mean, if any veteran player, like I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping he never does, but DeForest Buckner, I'm shocked he still hasn't wanted to get out of here. When you got a veteran player that wants to go compete for championships, um, it's it's not tough to sit there and say, uh, y'all, like, I want to stick around and just see how it works out. Like, veteran guys will not want to stick around. Maybe they're going to want to leave. So, just one of those situations that you don't you don't get guys sticking around very much longer. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to go there. Um, all right, so coming up this week, we got the Carolina Panthers. What is uh, what is your matchup that you're looking for for uh, the Colts versus the Panthers? Biggest matchup? It's got to be our defensive line and their offensive line. 
we got to bring pressure. Bryce Young has looked horrible under pressure this year. Their offensive line is horrible. Once again, another offensive line we're playing that is battered, not healthy, not good. Simple as that. You know what I mean? We, we've just got to be able to perform as a unit when it comes to that front seven. And if we do, I think that we can make Bryce a little worried and cause some of those rookie mistakes. But I'm just going to make this clear. Uh, Bryce Young did not look bad last week. You know, he made some big boy throws. Um, he, he's, he seemed to be putting it together a little bit. But when my key matchup comes to play, it's got to be our, their offensive line, our defensive line, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a big one. Um, since you did go that one, I'm not going to go with the same one as you. What I'm going to go is I'm going to go with uh, our running game versus their run defense. Their run defense is terrible. It's terrible. So we need to take full advantage run the ball out there, run it a lot, uh, run it down their throat, and, and take advantage of the mismatch that we can get um, with our running game versus their run defense. So we we, we, we should be able to beat this team. Um, they obviously got their first win last week versus Houston, so they're going to be riding pretty high. Um, hopefully they're kind of you know thinking they got it rolling and we can come out and, and play tough against those guys. But uh, – Think we need to run the ball. What do you expect from this game? What would you expect? You know, obviously, you know, we've had a lot of matchups that we would think the Colts would yeah. come in and dominate, dominate and, and and whatnot. But it clearly goes the opposite of what we think a lot of the times. Um, so, what what are you expecting from this game? The sweet spot for me as a rushing attack has got to be thirty-eight to forty carries between both backs. Period. Period. Are you expecting to see that? I'm expecting to see that, and it's a need. Okay. It's a blatant need. Our offense moves so much better. Our passing game looks significantly better, as any passing game would when your running attack is looking good. Um, I'm expecting to see some turnovers here, too. Um, I would say that uh, we've just had uh, some allergies <laughs> when it comes to uh, trying to get the ball, t- trying to get any turnovers, you know what I mean, uh, when it comes to the last three weeks. So. Um, I would say uh, a balanced rushing attack, a dominant rushing attack, and force some turnovers. And I think we win this game easy if we do those two things. Will we do yeah. those two things? We'll find out at noon tomorrow because we've seen a lot of flip-flops over the last couple weeks. Well, we did get some turnovers against the Browns. The problem was that we had four. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, and, yeah. and we capitalized off of what, two of them? Two yeah. of them maybe? You yeah. know what I mean? That's it got six point. points out of both. So yeah. that's what it comes down to. And also, let me add this, too. Uh, sorry to yeah. butt back in, but what are the Panthers even averaging points-wise per the season? I'm going to say 18 to 20. I, I don't even know if they're if, if even that much. Simple math here, guys. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I, I would say uh, I'm expecting this game. Hi, Stacy. I'd probably put it the opposite um, of what uh, what we normally would think. So just like we thought with the Browns, we thought that was going to be a really slow game. Um, thought it was going to be pretty low scoring and whatnot. Um, I think this one could actually be a lower scoring game where offenses don't really do what you expect them to do. Um, I would expect if we keep scoring down, if we if we don't let these guys force us into any turnovers, I think we should be able to win. Um, I still think our margin for error is a little bit higher higher than theirs in this game. Um, but what I would expect is 
I'm going to expect Frank to possibly overthink this game, you know, wanting to get some revenge. You don't say? Go, you know, probably overthink how he might want to play and scheme up for our players. Um, I think they're going to obviously come out playing hard. I think they're going to want to win this game for Frank, so they might even want to come out and try and get a a two-score lead on us. Um, But I think – I think – I think this game will be pretty low scoring, so opposite of the uh, of what our score would normally be. Uh, All right, Dave, you got some good points in here. You know what I mean? I mean, to manage the game instead of trying to go to sleep. Yeah, I mean, it's that's been another thing. I do want to say um, that I, I was pretty off on the uh, Minshew's turnover prone train, but. Uh, you in, in the NFL, you kind of are what you are over the last couple of weeks, and and Minshew has been turnover prone. I said it before that we couldn't make him the hero, make him be the guy to go out and try and beat everybody. And clearly, the place where he he's forced to, you know, do a little bit more than he should, it just hasn't worked out. And and we gotta like, if there's gonna be turnovers, it can't be from him. You know, he's but you got also to gotta think about this. You also got to think he plays completely opposite to any backup that you would ever expect because he is aggressive. Most backups come in the game, bro. They're going to be dinking, dunking down the field. That's not Minshew's game. It's never been his game. So that's 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 kind of where my head trends towards that. But, I mean, I agree with you at the same time. Uh, forcing the ball, chucking the ball down the field, I'm not holding on to the football. It's not helping your case, bud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, – I also want to say, like, so with with him being um, a player with Shane over the last couple of years, I, I don't think he's like a regular backup, though. So it's like when normal backups come in, they come in and they're not going to throw him. You're going to be conservative. So it's one of those situations where he just needs to take advantage of what he can um, and then just be conservative when he has to be. Don't try and make those tight, tight windows throws. Don't try and do that stuff. Um, just be smart with the football, and then he's got to stop doing that backpedal. That backpedal where he's looking downfield, I, I don't want to ever see that again. It pisses me off, and he fumbles every time we see it. So I, I just I don't want to keep seeing that. Uh, Mark saying, I just hope Shane doesn't over uh, try to overthink a lot of things. Keep giving the ball to your best player, Jonathan Taylor. I also agree there, uh, Mark. Um, I think David would also agree with this one um, just because of the fact that uh, – we, we can't have guys, like, in our backfield going for, uh, what was it, 70 yards and 90 yards each and then and just stop running the ball. 24 carries between both of them? Like, that's <laughs> that's, 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 that's got to stop. We, we can't do that crap anymore. That, that's got to end. So um, definitely agree. Hope he doesn't overthink things and, and want to try and, and try and outsmart himself. Just keep running the ball, dude. Keep 100%. running the ball. I mean, and, and let your best players go to work. Mark, I love what you said here too. I mean, yes, defense. Our defensive line can they get their hands up and start deflecting passes? I really see that. I'm also wondering how well they're practicing that. Of course, we don't have any eyes into that, but I 100% agree with you. Um, especially with a guy like uh, Forrest Buckner, who's a massive individual. <laughs> um, I'll tell you this. Um, what, what do you think as far as, you know, this offensive line moving forward? Um, have you noticed the uh, the penalties? 
the last couple weeks, specifically the false starts and the holds, Demarco. Yeah. So I, I haven't realized how penalized we've been. We haven't talked about that a lot. We we we've been one of the most penalized teams in football this year. I I think I don't know. I think it's coming from some of the offensive or defensive lines that we've been facing, and the O line wanting to be more aggressive versus these teams, and so they're just getting caught a little bit more. I also. I also I haven't mentioned this to you guys personally, but I also think the NFL might be out to get the Colts a little bit, you know, because over the past couple times, Jim Ursay hasn't been able to keep his mouth shut. And the NFL still hasn't fined Jim Ursay for what he said about the refs giving away that game versus the Browns. And I'm starting to kind of think because just thinking about those uh, a few of the penalties that we have been getting or not getting calls. I'm kind of feeling like the NFL might be holding their flag just a little bit different with the Colts there um, personally on some of those calls and just being a little bit more giving them away to other teams and throwing that flag out there. Um, you're, I, that, you're, I, 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 I personally <laughs> just been feeling that way over the last you're walking a tight weeks. line there, you know, <laughs> it's a yeah, tight line. Yeah. It's a tight yeah, line bro. walking there. I just I think that was that that's what might be going on because I think some teams you know just some days you have rougher days but the way Shane keeps things so detailed I think he has guys work on work on things that are like obvious of what we're what we've been doing the last couple of weeks just like Gardner Minshew with fumbling and stuff like that with the ball you could obviously he made that adjustment making certain throws being being specific ways. Um, um, I think even even with running backs hitting the holes just a little bit harder, and then our offensive line is so much more improved than last year, to where like I, I don't think it's anything just coming from them. Could just be kind of players kind of rotating on the edges and stuff like that. But I I I, I just got this weird feeling that I think the NFL might be a little bit out. To you know, man, I really love. I mean, you know, especially like whenever I mean the passenger. You remember the uh, Saints and uh, Rams game a couple years back? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> was that awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, the the the, uh, the Saints receiver clearly got blasted across the chest. Yeah. But what did they have before that? They had the bounty gate going on. Yep. I just feel like you know, I I mean, I don't know if that's a real thing or you not. Walk, I could just be. I just going I don't even go there. I, I don't even go there because I feel like in any circumstance, any professional sport, uh, when that gets brought up, it's just a slippery slope. You know yep. what I mean? So, yep. I just keep it moving whenever those talks kind of come available. Yeah, for sure. Sure. And uh, I just looked it up. Um, couldn't get the exact number, but I want to say the Panthers are averaging around 19 points per game. So uh, they've been up over 20 the last three, but before that they were down to 17, 10, 14. So they're not uh, exactly blowing anybody's doors off. But we thought that about the New Orleans Saints as well, and then they came in and dropped 38 on us. So same thing with the Browns. Um, <clears throat> Davis saying, actually, we had uh, have had opportunities to get turnovers. We have not caught interceptions. Plus, we ended up on the wrong side of dual possessions. Yeah, that's definitely true, Dave. Um, we also could have had the force fumble versus the Browns, but we got the flag pulled us on as well. So that's another one of those things. And uh, Willie Richardson is, is calling exactly what I was thinking before as well. Frank overthinks every game. So this is one of those situations where I think this has to be a must win for us. Um, I know some fans have jumped on the whole tank train and trying to think about receivers and stuff like that. Um, I think I, I haven't never really wanted to think about that too much. But if we lose this game to the Panthers, I'm, I'm probably on that train. I just can't see how we can lose to this team. <laughs> um, 
some trade stuff going on. Indie TV is shouting us out. Uh, go check us out so you never miss a, another episode. Uh, follow us on Facebook, stuff like that. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. So go check us out, man. Um, Mark is saying, can our defensive line get their hands up and try to start deflecting passes? I rarely see them do that. I'm also wondering how well they, uh, how well are they practicing? Um, that's I kind of touched on this, you know. I, I I think that anything helps at this point. <laughs> we don't, you know, we don't have the like I said, the binoculars kind of into practice every day to see what they're working on. But I would say anything helps. Granted, I think that we're kind of thin at that position group right now, so they're probably looking at a a little bit different of a microscope when it comes to practice right now. Just continuity and playing as a team. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts there. Yeah, yeah, man. I think it's one of those things where it's like it's something that you should be preaching to your defensive line, but I, I don't know how much uh, every team does it. Um, I know DeForest Buckner might be one of those guys that's mentioning it because he's six foot seven. So for him to throw his hands up, you got seven foot of reach there. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those tough things. I mean, we, we're not close to any players, so be one of those tough things where we can't really tell them. But hopefully they're preaching it. And, again, like we said, with so much changes and stuff like that as far as, whoa, what a catch. God damn. Um, with uh, players, you know, with the, the situation with Grover, I think that has changed a lot for us across the defensive line. And guys just got to get back into it. You know, we're playing with um, – a rookie and Adatami Adabare, um, and then our other guy, uh, defensive tackle, um, as well. So just switching guys out. Sometimes they're not always thinking about everything that they can do to try and change a play. So hopefully they can, man. <clears throat> uh, don't feed into it, Willie. Just kind of let let dude do his thing, man. Um, Zach is jumping on here and saying Colts are the most penalized team in the NFL, I think. But I, I wouldn't doubt it. That's if Shane wants the Colts to play. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have that with me right now. But, uh, yeah, man, I think uh, this is one of those things where we, we just got to take advantage of. Them. So just looking at some stuff right here on the uh, Panthers, um, they – uh, what is it? So they've only converted 39 of 99 third downs, five for 14 on fourth down. Um, so they really have not been good. Um, <clears throat> uh, 4.3 yards per play on average. So that favors us. 3.8 yards per rush. That favors us. Um, just one of those things. And they've given up 25 sacks. So we need to take advantage of all of those, and they're in a minus two in the turnover differential. So one of those things that we need to take advantage of when we come in and see this team um, and just kind of, you know, make plays, man. we got to make plays, take advantage of a, of, a, of a bad football team in all reality. I agree 100%. Um, I, I like uh, – I know Zach kind of chimed, chimed in here too to David's comment uh, regarding the offensive line. Um, last year, um, and if they didn't like Matt Ryan, you want to pull that comment up. Um, I thought that was a – I think that's a good question. Um, I think Zach's response is perfect. I think mobile quarterback play and coaching, someone playing for, <laughs> helps all those – all those factors help 
may you say? What do you say here, Demarco? Yeah, uh, David saying. Speaking of the O uh, of O line, do you think last year's O line didn't like Matt Ryan and company? Not much change between now and then, but they're playing so much better. So, me personally, I think I give all the credit to Tony Sperano Jr. Straight up, like I, I, I don't think um, anything else needs to be said for much from there. Because, like you said, not, not much has changed. I don't think any offensive line is going to hate their quarterback enough to not block for him. Hell. The, the offensive line for the Browns block for Deshaun Watson, and, and most people hate Deshaun Watson at this point in time. Um, and even Russell Wilson last year, you've seen some guys giving him kind of a side eye, but at the same, at the end of the day, you're getting paid to do a job. And if you look terrible at doing your job, another team is not going to pay you. So, um, so I, I don't think it has to do anything with that. I think just the offensive line coach that we had, if you look over at, um, I believe he went to Houston. And their offensive line was playing absolutely terrible. Um, and then Frank Wright going over to Carolina, and guess what followed? A bad offensive line. And, and I mean, it wasn't much good before, but at the end of the day, I think this offensive line room, Ryan Kelly said it plenty of times, a voice just gets stale and old. And and well said. You can you can kind of just see that it falls off. And I think Tony Sperano has came in and also he's changed some of the scheme. We were just run gap scheme all the damn time. You see more zone blocking and, schemes now. Yeah, and, and so um, that's exactly what they're running over there in Carolina, and it has not worked as well. So um, so it's just one of those situations where I think our offensive line coach has changed a lot for us, David. <clears throat> yeah, Nathan is saying here, defense win championships, and defense has regressed under uh, Bradley. I mean, they played harder for Eberflus. Um I think Iberflu is just connected to players better personally. Um, I mean, Gus actually connects pretty well with the guys as well. So, I mean, I think it's just the scheme and then the fact of how many players that we lost and keep losing. I mean, I, I said this before, I want to say um, back a couple weeks when we had Juju, Juju and um, Jalen Jones as our two starting corners. And I was telling these guys, I was like, hey, we're one injury away or two injuries away from having – Baker and, Bean, yeah. and uh, Baker and whoever else getting burnt at corner. So um, I think it's just one of those situations where, yeah, players might not, might not exactly fit his scheme, which is why I would say to everybody, keep your eyes on Shaq tomorrow. Um, Zaire Franklin is likely out and will not play, which is mean EJ Speed and Shaq Leonard will be getting – pretty much full uh, full snaps um, at that linebacking court. So hopefully, um, you know, Shaq can, you know, Gus can, can get him off a leash and let him play how he plays because I think that's the biggest thing for him is the scheme is not fitting him the way it did with Flus. 100%. Zach is saying here, oh, he's coming back on that O-line thing. He was saying, I think it's better coaching. Having a mobile key help, uh, mobile QB helps cover up issues that Matt Ryan couldn't do with his legs consistently. Also, I think scheme has a lot to do with it. Yeah, that's big time too as well because if you think about Matt Ryan being a statue versus Gardner Minshew who can move a little bit, you can't just sit there and crash the pocket on him every time because Minshew can beat you. And also, Matt Ryan's arm was like it wasn't really there. So no, his, so we, we, we we saw his we saw his <laughs> his performance on the field too. It doesn't help. Yeah, um, team's just gonna crash the pocket on you and keep you there. Let me see. 
Willie, we're, uh, we're, we're glad to have you on here. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your comment. Um, yes, we are new to ZTV. Uh, we've been a, we've been a podcast here now going on three, going on four years. So we've been around here for a little bit. Uh, recently joined ZTV um, officially last week to Marco, right? Yes. Last week yes. in the first episode. So hey, glad to have you in here. Uh, and, uh, and go Colts too, man, on the, on the back end of that. So. Yeah, Nathan is saying here, uh, why is the defense regressed under Bradley? Honestly, I think it's, it's players needing to buy into his system because from what they uh, came for came from before with flus, you seen Kenny Moore, what happened to him the other year. He just didn't really believe in it, didn't want to, you know, kind of battle the back against what he felt like Gus Bradley was asking him to do. And when he went all in and trusted Gus Bradley's scheme, look at Kenny Moore get back to himself. So I think it has a lot to do with players trusting and believe they're being put in the right position. Um, I think that's why it has regressed a lot. There's been a lot of back and forth with it. And then you also look at what's going on with Shaq and his injury and stuff like that. So players just got to buy in and truly believe. And at the same time, talent is going to take you along the way with yes, that coaching. And so um, <clears throat> I just think some of those things that, that players got to believe in, they're probably just not trusting it as much. Um, and then also just um, a lot of it, we've been weaker at corner for a lot, a lot of it as well. Um, because if you look back at last year, our our past defense was very good and our past rush was the weakness. So a lot of it is just some of the players we have that are playing in the scheme as well. 100%. I mean, and just like you said with the offensive line coach as well, when it's week over week with no adjustments, the same old, same old spill, it gets annoying, you know, and it, get, it, it becomes tiring, uh, especially whenever uh, your side of the, of the ball is giving it up on the back end. So I agree with you 100% here, DeMarco. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, just like Marlon is saying, it seems when we play, they don't play with an edge. It's like they're just playing to play. It seems like when teams get ready to play as they get happy. Yeah, I, I've said this before as well, um, just because it's like, uh, our offense, I'll say our offense, our offense definitely plays with an edge. They play like like every down is their last. They're playing to, to be hungry. Um, but if you look at some of our um, our defensive plays, we guys come in thinking they're about to have a field day. And I think that's a big problem. man. And that, and that used to be one of those things. If you look back at the old school style of football versus today's game, you can go out and knock somebody's heads off to let them know, like, hey, this ain't going to be one of those days for you, which is totally different now. And guys just kind of eat when they see a bad defense and they kind of know that, hey, I'm coming to tear you apart. And it's kind of one of those things that, that teams just look at us and like, hey, man, one of us going to have a field day today. And I think that's got to be something that stops, man. Um, I called it before uh, against the Ravens um, and, and us not giving up a big receiver in one of those games. Uh, Matt thought Zay Jones was going to go crazy – or not Zay Jones. Zay Flowers was going to go crazy in that game, and I kind of thought we would hold it down there. Um, so if we can, you know – get back to playing some good defense, get these corners into a solid position where they can start, you know, communicating and being on the field together a lot more. Um, I think it'd be one of those situations that can work itself out. So hopefully we can get that fixed this week because, I mean, we got to put pressure on this offensive line. They're terrible. Um, it's not like much has changed there. We we got to start taking advantage. Just like teams want to come tear apart our secondary, we, we got to start tearing. We got to do the same thing to other teams and take advantage of them, man. Uh, here, do you think the defensive players are tired of playing defense under 
us. I wouldn't say all of them. I know Shaq is. I mean, you can see the look on Shaq's face. He's tired of being on a pitch count. Um, I, I guess you'd probably have to ask him for how the scheme fits him or how he feels what he's seeing and whatnot. Um, I don't necessarily think it's it's players tired of playing under Gus. I think players are just one of those situations. They're, they're going to believe in results. Um, so if a coach comes in and he's showing you stuff and teaching you stuff and telling you this is what we got to do, if players see the results, they're going to believe in it. If players aren't seeing the results, they're going to look at you like, I'm not feeling it. I'm not seeing it. This this isn't what worked for me before. And if you look at this Colts defense, that a lot of the people in that front seven, it has all been very, you know, it's been veterans. So they need results, man. Winning is a cure, man. Winning cures everything. <laughs> yeah, so that's 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 what I personally believe there. Um, but real quick, uh, let's get into locks real quick. <clears throat> I believe. Uh, Zach, his lock was. Do you remember who he had? Sorry, everybody. Damn, I forgot. Who, who are you locking this week, Damon? Yeah, uh, let me get mine pulled back up. But I had the Ravens over the Seahawks. I think that the Ravens right now are one of the hottest teams in the league. They have put it together. They're playing white hot right now. Really liking what I'm seeing out of them. Um, did you know Lamar Jackson is like 15 or 16 and 1? Uh, 17 and 1 versus NFC teams. NFC teams. And the Seahawks were the only ones that got him, I think they said, right? The Seahawks were the only one team. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure who the one yeah. team was. So. All right. And then uh, Zach had locked Miami over KC. That's a tough lock right there, my guy. All right. Um, oh, and then Matt locked the Chiefs over the Dolphins. So we got some. We got a conflicting lock there. Uh, um, and then Trev was going uh, Raiders. He's locking the Raiders to beat the Giants. And then my lock was going to be uh, the Cleveland Browns over the Arizona Cardinals. That was going to be my lock. It's my lock. Clayton Tune starting this week, right? Yeah. <laughs> I had to think about that one for a second. Yeah, they say uh, Kyler Murray is supposed to be back on the 12th. Um, so shout out to him. Great recovery. Made it back from that ACL, man. If he's ready to go, I did pick him up in one of my fantasy league too. So uh, hopefully he he come back and he can do his thing and help me uh, get to the get to the playoffs. Cause man, Anthony Richardson had me riding high, bro. He's giving me uh, 29, 30 points a game. So I need I need I need my guy back. So hopefully uh, Kyle Murray can step up and give me a little something. All right, so uh, let's go keys. What are your three keys tomorrow for our Indianapolis Colts to beat the uh, Carolina Panthers and our former coach, Frank Wright? Yeah, rushing attack's got to be aggressive, one. I mean, I'm getting back to it, you know what I mean? Rushing attack has got to be aggressive. 
an aggressive rushing attack, a great rushing attack will open up passing lanes, take some pressure off your quarterback. Two, quit playing behind the chains, play clean, the dumb penalties, the false starts, the the holds. I mean, we're not even getting held with these holds on like little thinking dunks. I mean, these are like 20, 30 yard plays that we're getting caught up with holds on. They're, they're killing us. They're, they're drive killers. We're playing behind the chains. And then, uh, and then third of all, I mean, we just got to see a great pass rush here, uh, playing up against a, a battered, not so great offensive line, rookie quarterback. We just got to get home quick. For sure. <clears throat> so uh, I'm gonna get back to my roots of the locks, man. No turnovers. I, I I thought I thought we would have no margin for error. I mean, have a little bit more margin for error uh, with the New Orleans Saints last week, and that just didn't turn out to work in our favor, man. We, we got to have no turnovers. We got to stop. We got to stop giving the ball to, uh, to other teams and letting them score because we just we just shouldn't have to keep putting up 28 points a game. Um, so no turnovers. Um, then number two, run the ball. Run the hell out of the ball. Like it's got to look like uh, uh, the game, I want to say, yeah, versus Cleveland where we had 20 – 24 passes and 40 rushes. Got to get back to running the ball, run the ball. Number three is going to be defensive line, create pressure. We need to get back to creating pressure and being one of the best front sevens in the league like we started out as. Whatever we got to do to get there, I need Quiddy Pay. I need Samson Evercombe. I need you guys to turn up and and, and get that going, man. So those are, those are the keys um, from me and Damon. It's uh, funny like reading these comments though because we, we see so much of the same. <laughs> like, we have we expect the exact same things and want the same exact things out of the team. So uh, that's when it gets uh that's when it gets a little more upsetting to me. You know what I mean? Man, for real. Yeah, David's saying run the ball, uh pressure from uh defensive line, and then use the tight ends. It would be nice to see them get back involved a little bit. I, I want to see what Jelani Woods is going to look like in this offense, man. I'm going to hurt to see that guy, man. I mean, them, them hamstrings, boy. I mean, that's a rough one for how long they've been uh, out. And then Christina saying, Gardner Minshew, no turnovers. Completely agree. <clears throat> yeah, so, um, yeah, so that would be our three keys for the game. Um, obviously, this is a huge one for us. You know, we're three and five. Um, we're, we're sitting right on that edge. You get to six losses. Uh, obviously this AFC conference is going to be very competitive, but we already see too many teams that are far above ahead of us. Um, uh, I guess we'll see how this game goes next week to see if I, uh, uh if we answer the question, um, that I got for you guys next week, hopefully, you got more guys on actually I'm going to be a little later next week. Um, but basically, I'll just put it out there now just so uh, just in case for whoever's going to be out is uh, after this game, if we were to perhaps lose, is it tank or do we continue to try and push for the playoffs? So mm. that'd be, that'd be something for next week. Um, hopefully we can, we can get a win because we, we need to get a win. Yeah, yeah to, I mean, stay in a race. I, I don't, I don't think tanking is an answer because what are we tanking for, man? Marvin Harrison Jr., I unfortunately think that we've already won too many games to be in that sweepstakes. I think that we are too good of a team to win, to not like it just it won't work out. Like we, we won't get him. So that that question comes to what are we taking for? Yeah, exactly. There's um, no pass rusher in the draft. I'm completely sold on outside of maybe curse from F Florida State. Like 
I don't even think he's in the top. And he's uh, he's sliding. Top seven. He's sliding. Yeah. So, yeah. So that wouldn't be the one. I mean, I think it's personally it's tank to get to get top tier talent maybe at receiver or corner because if you can get a top tier corner in a draft, you know, as long as they're they're still going to be one of those guys that can come in and make plays immediately. Um, but uh, also, I mean, I don't want to sleep on pass rusher too much because if you can get a game changing pass rusher or we get one in free agency. I'm not sure, but more so a question for next week. Yes. Um, depending on depending on how this game goes. Um, but let's go ahead and uh we'll wrap up here after this one. Last one we're gonna do. Um predictions for this week. What do you got? What's your score? Who wins? It's in Carolina. Yeah, I got it 21-22 us. I think it's gonna 22. I think it's gonna be a nail biter. You know what I mean? I think it's gonna be a nail biter. Um my expectations for this team probably aren't going to change until I see it completely on the field. You know what I mean? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't expect to see anything crazy different. Um, I think we've seen um, some of Shane's playing designs become a little bit more vanilla uh, as his offense and, and health aspect has kind of dwindled over the last couple of weeks, but I'm going to say 21, 20, 22 us um, personally. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, just like I told the the guys, uh, the guys at a uh, horseshoe mom, um, I thought they were both for going under twenty. So, I think that trend is going to continue. I don't see our defense getting some immediately, some immediate fixing. Um, so, um, I'm going to go. It's going to be a twenty six to twenty three Colts. That that would be my score. That I think that's pretty close for our average on offense for what we score. Um, obviously, uh, we ain't held anybody under 20 in a while. So I think the Panthers get over that, that, that mark, but I think we can make it just enough plays to be able to get to get the win 26, 23 Colts for me. Damon had it 22, 21. We didn't get predictions from other guys. Um, real quick here, Mark, just a side note. Do you talk about we have um, we have some we, we, for that. We, we, do. we we we're working on some some other uh, another show that we're gonna kind of do as a sidebar to this one. Um, we got two Pacers fans in, in our chat, um, so we'll we'll try and get to that when we can. It's just tough to find time, man. It's just so busy to try and get some um, time. And I'll tell you what, if you would as well, um, Mark. I mean, if we, if we do something like that, it's gonna be a weeknight show. Um, if, Obviously, we can't we can't run two shows on the weekends. It's just not very efficient for us. Um, it would more or less be a weeknight show. Um, and if even if it's fifteen to thirty minutes long, would you like that, or would would y'all think that people would like that? Uh, we're all big basketball heads here as well, <laughs> uh, baseball, hockey. So we're, we're definitely sports fanatics in its own. But uh, we definitely have some things kind of under wraps that we've been thinking about rolling out uh, that we talked about even last year as well. For sure. And then Dave is going 23-20 Colts. Uh, and Christine's going 24-21 Colts. So uh appreciate you, my guy Damon, for making it on. Me not having to go on the show by myself. <laughs> um, but appreciate everybody who came out tonight, including the Bengals fan that was in here, first-time visitor, um, and everybody else who jumped in. Pre- appreciate all of you guys continuing uh, to come in and show support for us, please like, subscribe, share on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those things. Um, also on YouTube, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Appreciate all of you guys. Just keep it coming for us. We'll continue keep. Uh, we'll continue to keep putting out content for you guys. Thanks, everybody, and go Colts. Go Colts, everybody.
Second down, he fakes the Taylor, fires over the middle, completes. Pick 